Hey there, you're listening to the Just Michelle Talking podcast, and I am Michelle, and today we're going to talk about time. Now, before I begin today's episode, I wanted to share something with you, which is that normally these episodes are kind of half scripted, as in either I will write a whole article about it and then talk to that article, or I'll do dot points or something. And I usually kind of write it out so that I have at least a thread running through it. And today I don't. Today I just wrote down a bunch of things that were in my head about the concept of time. And I wanted to share them with you. And I actually started this. It's something I think about a lot. Time is a concept that I really struggle with. The fact that sometimes it goes quickly, sometimes it goes so horribly slowly. And sometimes it does it goes fast when you want it to go slow and slow when you want it to go fast. And and the concept of time I just find super fascinating. And so today is gonna be a little bit of a different show in that it's kind of like my random thoughts about about time and my experiences with time. And I have it on my mind lately in particular because I read, I reread an old quote that I had written down and then I read a new quote that I heard recently and I wanted to share those with you as the start off to this conversation. So I should say that I love words, not surprising. I have a whole podcast that's just talking words, but that extends to a lot of things. So I will write down quotes that I like or take pictures of typography that I like and I love to read books and, and words are a really big part of my life. And in my phone, I keep quotes that I like, either like, you know, ones that I read online or things that I read from a book. And the funny thing is I often write down half of the quote or part of the quote or some of it. I don't know who said it. And then I come back later and I'm like, oh, that's really, really interesting. It's like super, super interesting. This is great, right? But then I don't know who said it. I don't know why I thought it was interesting to begin with. It's just that at the moment, that thing spoke to me for whatever reason. And <laughs> some of them I read and I'm like, what, what does that even mean? And then I have to like go back. And if I did attribute it to somebody, I have to go back and Google it and find out what the hell it's about, really. What, what does that even mean? Anyway, so I have this quote written down and I, I, I wrote it down. I don't even know when, a couple of years ago, probably. And I don't know who said it. And I wish I knew who said it. And it's about time. So I'm going to read this to you. And the quote goes like this. I had the epiphany that our single most valuable asset in life is time. It's the only thing you're guaranteed to run out of. And you have no idea how much you have left. Seen through this lens, it was easy to drop a life that felt routine and safe for the opportunity to seek out new experiences and challenges. I have in fact Googled it and I don't know who said it. If you know, please let me know. But the part of that quote that struck me is it's the only thing you're guaranteed to run out of and you have no idea how much you have left. Just let that sink in for a minute. You know you're going to run out, but you don't know you how much you have left. And for humans who trade in the currency of certainty and need to know certainty all the time, imagine that. We are living our lives every single day knowing that time is running out but not knowing how quickly it is going to run out. That concept to me is mind-blowing. And a few episodes ago, I talked about making decisions and how like time is a big factor for me. 
I don't want to sit around thinking about decisions I could have made when I can just make that decision now. And it's because of that realization that I don't know how much time I have left, but I know for sure I haven't got forever. And follow that up with a quote that I saw online this week. Um, This one is by somebody called Ovi. I don't know. It's somebody on Twitter. And they said, he said, I got a different definition of procrastination yesterday that made me sit up. And I, again, I don't know who said this quote. I only know this person retweeted it. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you had time to do. That one just makes me go, the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you had time to do. Now, you can leave the God bit out of that entirely and just leave it as procrastination is the arrogant assumption that you will get another opportunity to do what you had time to do. What a fascinating concept. Now, interestingly, I think both of those quotes are kind of telling you, listen, you, don't waste time, right? And... Conversely to that, one of the podcasts I enjoy listening to, sometimes I don't love it, sometimes it's a bit of a miss for me, but sometimes it's a bit of a hit, is Oprah's Super Soul Sundays, where she talks to all kinds of interesting people about all kinds of spiritual stuff. And in the intro to that podcast, she says, I believe the best gift you can give yourself is time, right? Time to be fully present, time to be fully aware right? It's a beautiful concept, right? That idea of the best gift that you can give yourself is time. But every time I hear that, when she talks about like, I believe you should give yourself, you know, the best gift you can give yourself is time to be fully, I'm like, who the hell is wasting your time sitting around being present and aware and what ifs? And like, like I imagine just somebody sitting under a big tree being like, oh, I'm being present and aware, oh, right? It's not what she's talking about, but it, it sort of feels like it a little bit to me. So that makes me kind of think, but wait, I don't know how much I have. I don't know how much or how quickly it's going to run out. I just know it will run out. I don't know if I'm going to get another opportunity to do this. And you're wanting me to sit here and be all ohm under a tree, Oprah? What? How does that work? So I have to say that on a personal level, I really feel the passage of time very, very keenly. After my dad passed away, I really, in particular, felt the effects of time. I wanted to get more done. I wanted to get more done faster. I wanted to do things quicker. I wanted to, I didn't want my time to run out unexpectedly the way his time ran out. Now, in reality, I have no or little impact on that, right? I do not know if I will get into a car accident tomorrow or whatever. I only have today, yeah? And so because of that keen awareness that someone's time or allocation of time can suddenly end, it made me very energized. It didn't paralyze me. It energized me. And where I was an impatient person before to get shit done, you know, I want to say that's worse. It's not worse. It's different. It's just different. I'm very aware of it. But at the same time, I'm someone who, while being aware of time, also doesn't want to make poor decisions or crappy decisions and then waste my time on those, right? So I often have this like, got to speed up, got to speed up, got to speed up thing. And recently, I was thinking a bit about time and stuff because as I write this 
write and read and talk this podcast, speak this podcast, I'm at a little bit of a crossroads in my life, right? My new relationship, well, not, not so new now, is going to change soon and not be long distance anymore eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later. My kids are at university and, you know, spreading their wings and heading off into their new life. Last year, I decided that I needed to pull back from small business ownership and go and work for somebody else for a whole lot of different reasons. And so I'm at this interesting crossroads where I have a window of time, and I don't know how long that window is, but I have a window of time in which to decide, okay, Michelle, what's next? And the pandemic has given me more time than I thought I had to do that, which is really nice. But it's been an interesting time of evaluation for me. And I've been thinking about retraining and and just changing careers altogether. And that's quite honestly been in the back of my mind for a long time now. I want to say several years, but I guess I was wrapped up in my business. I was wrapped up in kids, marriages, whatever. And I, and I sort of was like, oh, it'd be really great to retrain. Oh, it'd be really great to retrain. And then I, I sort of haven't done it. But now I have the opportunity to think about this a little bit more. So in the last couple of months, I've been doing a little bit of research about that retraining. and. A couple of times I found myself looking at these, you know, university degrees that take two years, three years, whatever, and thinking, oh man, that's like so much time. Like by the time I finish that, I'm going to be 48 or whatever it is, right? I'm like, man, I'm going to be old. (laughs) A, 48 is not old. And B, I'm like, oh God, yeah. And, And I find myself caught up in this stupid time concept, right? It's ridiculous. But then um, part of what I do for a living now is I, I help enroll people in courses and I'm university courses. And I'm often struck by when I do an enrollment for somebody whose birth date is earlier than mine, significantly earlier than mine, like people born in the fifties and sixties, you know, and I'm keying that in and I'm like, this person is starting university degree at like age 60. And I'm worrying about doing it in my mid forties. What that is just, this is what, and I'm, and and I'm often inspired by them and I'm often reminded that a, it's never too late to start anything and B time is going to pass anyway. If it's going to pass anyway, you might as well use it. Right. It's like that, that saying, you know, where would you like to be or imagine where you would be now if you'd started this a year ago, right? That's true for weight loss, fitness, relationships, jobs, training, whatever. If you'd started this a year ago, where would you be now, right? So I, I find myself a little bit stuck in my own vortex of time where I think time shouldn't be wasted and I think we should do what we can do and I think we should get on with it and I think we should hurry up and make quick decisions. And yet here I am trying to make a decision that goes for two or three years and finding myself concerned that it takes too much time. It's a little bit ridiculous, really. Um, kind of brings me back to, I had a conversation with uh, my boyfriend recently. Sweetheart, I know you're probably listening to this and I, I promise I won't give away all our life secrets. But we had a conversation about um, planning and, and goals and, and life goals and stuff. And he was saying that he likes to have a point on the horizon that he is aiming towards, but he doesn't like to create too much of a detailed plan because then 
you know, what if you have to change the plan or, or whatever. He kind of doesn't like, he, he likes the freedom to choose the path as he goes, as opposed to having a prescripted plan to, to get there. And this brought up a whole bunch of interesting thoughts for me because I don't agree with that very much. As in, I like to have a point on the horizon. I like to have a very defined plan for how I'm going to get there. But I accept that the plan is going to change. So I'm not terribly rigid about that plan. I think having a plan is what gets you where you want to go. I think it gets the wheels moving. I think it's really important to have a plan. I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that, then I'm going to do the other. But sometimes you go, I just accept. I'm going to have to adjust that plan. There are forces beyond my control. Hello, pandemic. There are people beyond my control. There are life experiences that happen sometimes you just change your mind and you start down a path and a plan and you go you know what this wasn't what i thought it would be it wasn't what i want it to be i'm good new plan so we have a slightly differing approach in that he's not a big fan of adjusting as you go i think he likes to have a plan and then stick to it and i like to have a plan i just assume i'm going to adjust as we go but the point is that we both have a point on the horizon but it's it's really interesting to me when i think about our conversation about that and i think about this retraining thing my hesitation around it surprises me a little bit and i kind of wonder i wonder what that's about you know in the same vein of thinking about time and time passing and whether or not you should have a plan or not have a plan or whatever. Facebook recently brought up one of those memory things, you know, like on this day, whatever. And the on this day for me was the fact that a couple of years ago in the same week, I attended a 90th birthday party for someone and I attended the funeral of, um, I think she was 34, a 34 year old in the same week. And I think nothing gives you more perspective in life th than that, really. And I remember sitting at that funeral and her toddler son, who's, I think, um, two at the time, sat under his mum's coffin and played with his little cousins and played with, um, like, little wheelie cars and stuff. And they were having a, a jolly good time, literally uh, six inches above his head was his mum's coffin. And I remember that week thinking about, about that concept of time right? And particularly how it relates to somebody's life. And in the Jewish tradition, when somebody dies, the mourners at the funeral, or, or you see the mourners, it is very traditional to say to somebody, I wish you long life. So that's the, the common greeting. If you go to a Jewish funeral, other people will greet you. If you are the person who is um, in mourning, they will greet you with, I wish you long life. It's a very traditional thing to say. And that expression kind of bugs me because is the measure of quality time? Why am I wishing you long life? What if your long life is terrible? What if it's one full of suffering? What if it's one full of mourning? What if it's one full of pain? What a terrible idea. Can we really say that the 90-year-old celebrating their birthday and the 30-something-year-old whose life was ended far too quickly, can we really say that one was of more quality than the other? just because it was longer? I don't, I don't think so. So I've recently adjusted that. And I, instead of saying, I wish you long life, I say, I wish you loved life. Because I think in that particular example, it's not really about the time you spent. I think it's much more about 
how good that time was. I wish you loved life. I don't wish you long life. If it's both long and loved, hey, bonus, man. I'm happy for you to have both. But what I wish for you to, is to have a loved life, however long that life might be. You know, the same is true when I think about my dad. His life was not nearly long enough for my taste, but was it quality? Absolutely. He had all kinds of adventures. My mom actually recently told my sister and I a whole bunch of crazy stories about my dad and when they were younger, and it's, it was hilarious. So his life was not any lesser worth or lesser quality simply because it was shorter than I would have liked it to be. So yes, I would like you to have a long life, but I'd also like you to have a loved life. And I prefer loved over length, really. And while I'm on the topic of of love, um, I've mentioned before about this whole long distance relationship thing. And uh, <laughs> so when we last saw each other, that was uh, January 2nd or 3rd of this year. So that was, as I, as I speak this, that was mm, 10 months ago, 10 and a half months ago. And obviously we didn't know at the time that there'd be a global pandemic and that we would be separated for so long. And, and normally we're used to seeing each other every couple of months, you know, three or four or five months, not 10, not 10 and a half, whatever. And at the beginning of this, uh, it was really, really hard because long distance relationships count themselves in time you know it's really common to have a countdown timer on your phone to the next time you're going to see each other that sort of thing and hilariously my phone has a count up timer (laughs) in a really bizarre way so I promised my boyfriend that I would learn his language and I started doing so the day we said goodbye for the very first time and (laughs) Of course, this app, this language app now gives you a streak. So you know how many days you have been doing this. So I know, for example, as I speak this, that it has been 631 days since he and I had to say goodbye to each other for the first time. So it's a bit of a funny one, right? Because you have this timer. So long distance relationships, you really, you really feel time and you're keenly aware of time. Oh my God, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's easy, sometimes the day goes, goes fast and sometimes you know, the nights go slow or whatever. But it's interesting. We've now been apart 10 months and our intention is obviously to be together for a very long time. And I think about it and I think about how this, these months apart, and I don't know how many more there are to go, but these, these months apart, 10, 12, whatever it is, in some ways they feel like a lifetime. But in other ways, I know for sure that in the span of a lifetime, this 10 months, 12 months, 14, whatever it ends up being, is really not that much at all. But in the time, when you are sitting in the middle of that time, it feels like forever. And then later, you're going to go, oh, that wasn't that long. But the perspective of time is a really, really hard one, particularly when I think you're waiting for something you want to happen, you know? Which brings me back to that whole retraining thing. I had a funny thought the other day, which is with, if I'd started that retraining at the beginning of this year, I'd be a third the way through it now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that time has gone by quicker than I thought and also slower than I thought. So if you're waiting for something... Yeah, it can feel like the worst feeling in the world. Sometimes it can just feel like every day is a trial. And other times it can feel like, wait, what did I do today? Today's like gone. I don't even remember it beginning and I don't remember it ending, you know? 
So there's a lot of instances in my life where time is both my greatest friend and my worst enemy. So if I look at the pandemic alone, it's been really difficult and challenging because I'm away from somebody I love, not just my partner, but also my mom and my sister and all my family that lives overseas. And that's been really, really challenging. But as I've mentioned before, the gift of this time with my kids now is a gift I never will ever um, not feel hugely grateful for. So it's an interesting one that this time going slowly is torturous on the one hand and beautiful on the other. I guess that's the, that's the thing about time, right? It's both our, our greatest friend and our worst enemy, really. I remember reading a quote somewhere about parenthood, which said that the days are long, but the years are short. And although it was referring to raising children, I think it actually applies to so much more in life you know, that I could use that same quote of the days are long, but the years are short in regards to just about anything, really. So I guess the reminder here is that whether you feel like time is slipping away from you or whether you feel like you have all the time in the world, the truth is always going to come back to that original quote I read to you, which is about how time is the only resource that we know for sure is running out. And we also have no idea how much of it we've got left. So Use your time wisely, whatever that means to you is probably the best I can, I can tell you on that one. Thanks for listening to my random thoughts about time. If you've enjoyed today's episode or any other episode of the Just Michelle Talking Podcast, I'd really appreciate you leaving a review either on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if there's something you'd like to talk to me about or you something you'd, you'd appreciate me talking about, um, you can get in touch. It's not hard to do. You can leave it in the review, etc. And I'm happy to talk about what you want to hear me talk about. Certainly there's no end of topics that one can chatter about, but I want to make sure that you're finding this useful and you're learning something and that you too understand that time is a great gift. And on that note, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe and may you be at peace.